Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Welcome to the Real Flicks Podcast number 185. This is your host, Mason Merritt, here with... Here with... Oh, sorry. Cody Redfield, what's up? I'm a communist. Free market is bullshit. Hey, everybody. Nothing matters. Oh, no. <laughs> Nihilist communist. My favorite. All right, let's talk about movie. Okay, I can't. Come on, you were doing a really good meme. Take Take control back. You just needed to like reference. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about movies. Let's um. Uh, I mean, my cat's laying on my 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 lap right now. His name is Edge or something. <laughs> uh, he's he's a baby. He's my little baby. Um, I think I just encapsulated you just as a person. Yeah, I mean that's you're not far off. It's like without without cats, I'm nothing. I have six months to, of life to prove that. Um. <laughs> So I'm actually plot twist. My name is actually Mason, and your name is actually Cody. So mind blowing twist. Yes, in case this is your first episode. Zemanite Shyamalan level twist. Um, tonight you and I are here to engage in some introspective, deep, intelligent, sophomoric conversation about. So- Many a topic. Conversation, if you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> conversations about stuff. And that is what podcasting is, is conversations about stuff. And we do it. It's like a radio show without the radio. Welcome. This is the first podcast. Yeah, first one ever. I'm pretty sure. Ever. And we can swear, unlike most... Well, satellite radio can swear, but... Yeah, Alex Jones can swear. But he doesn't mm-hmm. like to. Oh, we, oh, that's right. Pardon my language. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Alex Jones is the. I don't angriest... ever swear. I'd like to swear on this. <laughs> he is the angriest little pumpkin. You're I've gonna ever fucking seen. call me gay. Oh, gonna... turn the freaking frogs gay. Him. Same. That's kind of my dream is to do what he does. Uh, 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 uh. Today we're talking about a little movie, and by little movie I mean a little movie called Thoroughbreds. Or thoroughbred, or something. I keep this spelling is the, it wrong. This is the, this is the, the Mason Cody uh, Happy indie hour. hour, where we talk about indie movies. That's right. That's right. We're, we're going to talk... Because well, we're the only people who see indie movies. Right. We're going to talk about Wrinkle in Time. Uh, Cody made a right call in just ignoring me completely and not even seeing it and forcing me to go see this. So thank you, Cody. Because uh, Wrinkle in Time was not great. Did you do anything. I'm very excited to hear... You manipulated. You Frank Underwooded me a little bit. Is it worth a um a full episode of you just going scene by scene? Was it that bad? No, no, no. It was more of a book of no, not okay. even, it wasn't book of Henry. It was more of like a greatest showman than a book of Henry. I love to go scene by scene through the greatest showman with you. It would just hurt because we would just demolish that movie. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, and after we get to the, like, albinos, it wouldn't even be fun. Just kind of be sad. Yeah. After you get to the albinos, the movie just has no worth. It's just like okay, I don't. Know. The albinos are here. You know. Yikes. I love those guys. They just there was no explanation. They were just there. It was pretty tight. Um, <laughs> Cody, I do want to talk to you about something that I believe is a topic we have okay. not yet broached on this podcast, or maybe Josh has okay. in, you know, a, some snide remark. But reality television thoughts. Oh, I hate. Really, it's garbage. And just, all of it. So you know, I'm not speaking Kardashians, only... Real Housewives. I'm talking about like just any movie that is or any, any TV show that's not scripted. Well, I'm sure uh, I don't want to say that. that like, isn't no, no, you, know you I mean. can't. No, you can't lump everything into reality. That like you, you can't. You as Judy as reality TV. Yeah, that's a form of reality TV. Um, like Maury. I'm not talking about like daytime paternity shows or court shows. Like, like the, I'm specifically well, trying to lead. I don't us. think that's scripted. What what uh, show are you trying to talk about? Shark Tank. You ever seen Shark Tank? Um, I haven't watched Shark Tank. No, I, I know the premise have, of it. I've been watching it a lot in the last few weeks, and I love Shark Tank. And reality TV is 
a fascinating topic for me. I think it's one of the coolest and most imaginative. Mason, you know what show you you might like? What? I think you might like a little show called The Apprentice. <laughs> Same executive producer. You know that? Yeah. Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger. Um, right? <laughs> no, the only good reality show that's ever come out was Rock of Love starring Brett Michaels. <laughs> With a close second being Flavor of Love with Flavor Flav. <laughs> but other than that, everything else is just kind of garbage. Okay. I think the best part about this is you probably think I'm joking, but I watched the, both of those. Sh- I, mean, I don't I don't, I don't. don't doubt that. Hmm. So you don't like reality TV in any other, other than not, Rock and Flavor of Love? Not, I mean, not particularly, no. Okay. I would oh. rather watch, like, a good show. Hmm. They just told like my some interest. Lost or some Breaking Bad. Well, not that one. Reality TV is not great. I, there, I'll, I'll say it. Hot take. Okay, that's fine. I've just been Could I've be been better. heavy into Shark Tank, and I think it's awesome. And it, you know, reality TV in some forms. I mean, with this, and I don't watch Pawn Stars anymore because those guys stumped for stumped for Trump when he was in when he was running. So I just lost all respect for them. Um but I well, do. Thing, I don't really think you can count. I mean, you can count Pawn Stars as reality TV. Yeah, it's reality but, TV. I mean, Shark Tank's more of a competition show because um, they're all competing to get funded, right? Isn't well, that they're not the competing the against each other. They're just individual pitches, and I think well, I just but, think, but I, they're still. I mean, I don't. Know, I think it's different. Well, I don't I, give a I, shit I what you think. No. Okay? Do you think I care? Oh shit! Then why'd you ask? I, I do care. I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> It's just got that like real life. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, you're right. It's closer to American Idol than Pawn Stars, but I don't. Know, I just think it's it's cool. And I'm not. I'm one of the people who I hate the guy from high school who's like takes business really seriously. He's like, I'm gonna be a businessman as much as the next guy. But <laughs> there's something about there's something about a seeing people's dreams crushed and then finding out why they were crushed that is appealing to me. And it's just a, it's a fun show. It's a garbage concept. Like, uh, the, I, you're on bad of, at it. On one of the episodes I watched, um, they, thankfully with this show, they don't sprinkle in like really, hor- like, they don't put re- in really horrible pitches too often. So you could really have to like search for them. Most of them are either really good or just kind of like mediocre. But one of them, it was these two college bros and they were right out of school, like right out of school. Like they graduated like that last week. And they had oh, a, um, they had this phone charging station that you could put in like airports or bars, restaurants or whatever, where you take your phone and then you open like a little hatch uh, with your fingerprint and then you put your phone in there and it you close it with your fingerprint and it locks up and it charges your phone while you do whatever you're doing. It's like a secure way to charge in public basically. And these guys okay. came in and were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to put this in, like, festivals and blah, 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 blah. And, like, their their machines cost way too much money. They cost, like, 2000 a unit, and they were only selling them for 200 or leasing them for $25 a month. So it was, like, really stupid, and the sharks just tore them apart. And this one guy... <laughs> How long would you have to wait until you... Uh, it would be, like, a long time until you got your money back. Yeah, I mean, you just wouldn't. They're like, oh, well, we need your investment to help drive the price down. And the Sharks are like, no, that's not the point. It's that your biggest competition is free, and you've created an elegant solution to free. Cause, and these guys are just so pissed off. and Yikes. Like, just arrogant. And this one guy who was, like, super short, who started off the pitch and then just didn't say anything throughout the entire ribbing, uh, out in the hallway they, when they did their stand-ups, <laughs> he was just like... I wanted to rail Herjavec in the teeth. And he's like, come on, man. He's like, no, they asked me what I thought. I was like, no, dude, your invention sucks. (laughs) You deserve this. But, uh, so that's. Did the other guy, uh, did the other guy realize it? Was he like, yeah, this. this No, he was still, I mean, he was playing along. Or was he, was he just as indignant? No, no, he was way more chill. He was just like, I don't know. He, he just seemed more chill. Short guy was. You win some, you lose some, man. Yeah, short guy was ha- he had short guy syndrome where he's just got a bone to pick. He's got a little bit of a complex, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's uh, a little complex. Yeah, and then there's there's nice ones like today. There was a guy who um, I was watching an episode where he had like this face painting 
uh, business, and he sold it for like he sold thirty three percent for like three hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and he made a you know a good deal out of it. And it's just it's a it's a fun show, and I learn a lot, which is what I look to for almost all yeah, the next thing you non- know you're going to be running your own Shark Tank. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Like I know interest in business, and this like kind of made me somewhat interested in business. So I don't know. Uh, there you go. You're expanding TV. your horizons. There we go, everybody. You heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. Reality TV is good. Reality TV is good. I like it. So let me ask you this: uh, Avengers: Infinity War. How do you feel? I watched uh, Thor Ragnarok again. Like I just finished it, and it's got me more excited for it. But I mean. It's a Marvel movie, so I, I know it's going to be okay, no matter what. So what about you? I know how much you love these movies. I, I mean, they're, they're what keeps me going, basically. They, they, they give me... And they are movies. Oh, they're definitely movies. Not even close to close to films. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what the post-Infinity um, War Marvel looks like. I'm hoping they're going to do something interesting and Somebody not dies. just build a new team and... You know, just kind of keep doing the same uh, shit. Did they do that at uh, Ultron when they did? They included the new Avengers or whatever? Yeah, something like that. it was like just that. Falcon and um, what's-her-face. Yeah. We're the Avengers, and we're going to assemble. Get it? <laughs> mm. I get it. But do you think it's going to end? Like, like, Dude, that was weird. Do you think Marvel, the MCU no, is ever going to end? Be part one. Not until um, the nukes not, start flying. Not until Stan Lee dies. <laughs> yeah, not until... Uh, Oh boy, I almost just called him a rocket man. Uh, actually, drops the nuke, but no, I don't know. I hope Spaghetti Westerns did so. Maybe some of that money will go towards another Taika Waititi movie. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just I'm like the hunt for the wilder people. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'd be more down for the shadows vampire thing than hunt for the wilder people personally. Um, no, I just I don't yeah. know. I've been thinking about. I, I, I think Taika Waititi is starting to become one of my favorite directors. I think he's just all of his movies are just so funny. Yeah. Like I don't think I've seen a bad movie that he's made. Oh, I have. Thor Ragnarok's not one of them. Go fuck yourself. Oh, I've seen two. Sorry. Oh, what's the other one? Hunt oh, for the Wilder. Hunt People. for the Wilder People's good. Yeah, it's not. I don't. Well, maybe it is. I just you don't should like it. go back. Go back and watch that movie again when you hadn't seen Swiss Army Man the week before. I didn't. I saw it. Um. Oh no, that's true. That's right. I did. Sorry. Yeah. So just give it a chance. Give it another chance. You were saturated. I understand. <laughs> Speaking and of saturated, I don't, too, I don't think I got too. Yeah. But but speaking what? of saturated, I like. Um. I I'm feeling good things about what DC's doing with their spinoff '80s Joker movie with Scorsese and Todd Phillips, and I'm Wait, relatively where, excited. Saturate, come in. Because movie superhero movies are oversaturated. And I, I'm excited that you're excited. But yeah, I'm, I'm oversaturated. Or comic book movies are. Oh, comic book movies are. No, you never get oversaturated. You're way more into. You keep up with like meme culture and lingo. So, and I get those through you. So, and then I pass Maybe those I'll along, and it it's an endless cycle. But superhero movies, yeah. I mean, I'm saturated with them. I've said that many a times. But I'm o- I'm really interested to see where they go from here and i'm interested to see where if they Marvel... go from there we'll, yeah. we'll see i'm not 100 percent that that movie's ever going to get made what uh the joker movie i think it is it seems like it's being fast-tracked it gets moving pretty production's moving pretty well, quickly and they've got a script and all that can you have a joker can you have a joker story without batman is batman gonna be in it uh i would say no i'd say no but I think uh, I I'm interested to see, and with Batman, I'm kind of I'm down for anything. I'm there's not there's not really not any Batman movie or you know adjacent sort of pitch that you could give me that I wouldn't be interested in and well, wouldn't want to see. So sure. All right, so I want to pitch you um, a Condiment King movie. Okay, bring it. It's the origin for the Condiment King. He gets um. Uh, knighted. He owns a hot dog stand. (laughs) 
No. What if it's just <laughs> what if it's just King Arthur, but with a guy who uses ketchup instead of the sto- a sword? He just, just like <laughs> he just he finds this magical like the the ketchup pump, you know? Yeah. Not like a bottle of ketchup, but like one that they have at like <laughs> uh, fairs and things. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> whoever. <laughs> This isn't even funny. Um, whoever can push down this lever to make the ketchup come out <laughs> shall be the condiment king. <laughs> it's some random five guys with the pumps that never <laughs> work. Poor, then poor. Oh boy, what's a good what's a good name for the condiment king? Um, poor Rel Ishik. Yeah, Rel Ishik will because <laughs> it's a fantasy name. You know, he's fantasy. He's the one who can do it and then gets teleported to fight Batman or we have medieval Batman. Uh, I'm going medieval. Listen, I'm a big picture guy. I'm not a story. Yeah. <laughs> you think like the Bat Knight? Um, hmm. I'd watch that. Maybe. Shit. Maybe that movie. <laughs> you know, since, since you and Josh are writing a screenplay without me, maybe you and I can write one. I don't know what you're talking about. The drop some real flicks lore that i wasn't supposed to cats out of the bag it's uh, gonna <laughs> be published no matter what exactly it's just it's in its economy king script too so rip uh shit i'm copywriting it right now sad you can't uh, very sad it's my story so obviously with regards to the mcu tom holland's gonna be here for a while black panther uh, Chadwick Boseman's like sneaky old. He's like forty two or something like that. So, hmm. is he really? I mean, I he has at least two more movies in him. Yeah, I would a Black Panther trilogy. There's one more solo. I don't know about a trilogy. Look, how many stories can you really tell? Oh, I I think you could tell a lot. Okay, pitch me the sequel. Uh, I guess that kind of yeah. depends on what and then happens. The third one after. I guess that would depend on what happens in Avengers. If I'm talking about a movie that's kind of shut off. Let's just assume that that has nothing. Avengers has nothing to do. Let's with pretend. Black yeah, let's story. pretend the Avengers isn't happening. Yeah, uh, just go straight see. from. Uh, so what happens to T'Challa next? So he's. Uh, Remember, he outed himself like uh, Tony Stark at the end of the first. Oh right, right, right. Wakanda is. Uh, hmm. I would say with the second one, because things always have to go bad in the second movie. That's like you know, your Empire Strikes Back of like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I would say maybe his, <laughs> maybe the 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 camp or the satellite station or whatever that they open in Compton gets attacked by white supremacists, <laughs> and oh god, like something with that maybe I don't know. Okay, hold on, I just had an idea. Yeah. So what if um let let's pretend in the canon of Marvel yeah. that the 1960s there was never a Black Panther movement. Um, mm. what if him uh, revealing Wakanda as someplace that they can call a home or they're really proud of, um, like, I don't want to call them nationalists, but what if th- he inspires the Black Panther movement by coming out as a technologically advanced country? Hmm. And they're, like, rioting and shit. Because the Black Panthers were super violent. That's interesting, but I think the I think Captain think, America I proved that the 1960s are a thing, or everything that happened there carries over. I don't know. Maybe never say Black Panther um, or uh, parentheses movie or uh, movement. I'm just didn't think about it. Marvel. I'm, I'm I know thinking, you listen to our I'm podcast. Thinking, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> well, Black Panther. So let's see. Who's Black the big Panther. guy? Who's the main guy? Is it fight? Yeah, I know you're listening. Story consultant. I don't even need to be the writer. Like story I said, I'm a big picture is guy. A very deep cut <laughs> movie movie title. I have to say, I want to be the best boy. Uh, just the best boy. Nobody knows what a best boy does. He's some kid. He's just the best. The best be boy. The, I just want to be the key grip. That's yeah. all I want to do. Key grips. You know what? I worked on a I worked on a shoot a little while ago where I was like assistant to the key grip. And he was like, uh, hey, can you hand me the XL9s or whatever? I was like, what? He's like, go get the like, XL9s. I don't know I what like, that is. Okay. So I just kind of brought it back, like a 
basket of stuff. And I was like, hey, here it is. And I just kind of held it out to him so he could grab it. You know what he pulled out? What did he pull out? Clothespins. What? Like those thing, those metal, those wood things that you used to pull clothes yeah, up. Yeah, like like that you used to hang clothes up. Is yeah, he just and they gave a joke this, on like, you. I don't understand. No, it's like it's what they call it. There was another guy who they did. They just met each other, and they're like, "Oh, can you give me the XL whatevers?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And he hands him clothespins. I was like, "Am I missing something here?" That's stupid. Just say, "Hand me the clothespins." Or is that what those are called? Yeah, I don't know. It was stupid. Yeah, that's what they're called. I was like, that you're. That sounds kind of dumb. I'm honestly kind of mad about it. I it. was mad too. I was like, just call. <sighs> I know I shouldn't be, but I was. I think you're justified. But yeah, it was a fun shoot. There was a dog there. Um, but yeah, it's movies, superhero movies. Tom Holland's there. Black Panther's there for a little while. Uh, Guardians maybe got one more in them. I would be. Yeah, I would like them to do a a rocket. I mean... Like once the Guardians get go away because Chris Pratt's doing stuff and Batista gets old or whatever. I think they could definitely do some straight up rocket group movies. You can do rocket whenever. Well, it depends on, it depends on how this new group, uh, turns out because it'll be fine. It's not going to like, you know, it's, he's not, it's, he's not the same group anymore. It's a different group. It's a baby group. Thor is going to be on his way out soon. (coughs) Captain America. Probably. That makes me sad. Because I, I'm just I'm mad that he's gonna get one good movie, and then his character is probably gonna Bepis or die or whatever, and that's just not fair. Life's not fair. Ooh, it's Captain America so lucky. Why does he get two? All right. Well, uh, what do you say we move on then to tonight's See, feature? That, yeah, let, let's our little indie night. Can you insert like um? I don't know some classical music or something. Classical music? Ah, uh, no. As our uh, as the opening, like it can be like an opening. You know, what? because you know how odds are. Right about now, I will sophisticated have sophisticated. We are. Yeah. <laughs> odds are, right now, I will have snuck in a very pretentious sounding indie song. I'm most likely to Google most annoying indie song ever and put in <laughs> what comes up. So, with that it said, be every indie song. Take it away, most annoying indie song ever. Without you here, there is less to say. I don't want you thinking I'm unhappy. What is closer? Was that terrible or was that terrible? <laughs> I don't know. Will though when we read listen back. I hope it wasn't that terrible. <laughs> if it's an indie song, it's gotta be pretty terrible. Uh so I'm gonna start I'm gonna start off here. I'm literally listening to the indie playlist on Spotify. It's just trashed all the way through. Uh I'm gonna start off with okay, this one. Well, yeah. Because this is, as much as I love circling something like The Incredibles 2 or Mary Poppins or whatever on my calendar, one of the other one of the things I love is when I go see a movie that I know next to nothing about and can kind of experience it without any preconceived notions or ideas or anything. And... This was one of those times I knew I kind of I knew the genre and I knew that Anya Taylor Joy was in it, but other than that, I didn't really know anything about the plot or whatever this movie was. Uh, and I gotta say, I I don't know why, but I really loved this movie. <laughs> I really love Thoroughbreds, Cody, and I just that's one Did of you the, really yeah that's one of the better movie watching experiences I've had in the last, you know, six to eight months. Like, it was just such a breath of fresh air. I I don't know. I, I love this. It definitely was unique, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it sure was. Yeah, uh, I, I also I also really liked it. I, I, I didn't know anything about it either when I went and saw it on Friday. Um, it's money now, everybody. I'm breaking the illusion. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, I had, I had no idea 
about what this was about at all. But when I got there, this is probably one of the the movie. This movie probably has the highest sense of humor I've ever seen in a movie, and I really, really appreciated it. Except I felt really weird being the only laughing <laughs> throughout a lot of it I, because I don't think a lot of people got the. My theater, my theater, don't they tiled into it pretty quickly? They're like, oh, it's funny. And I think uh, the chemotherapy joke is really what when people realize that this is supposed to be funny. Because <laughs> I just died. I literally that died. Me. That was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed so loudly. I think I might have been the only person, though. I don't know. I just they weren't laughing as much as I wanted them to be because I thought, what's the their name? Not Anya Taylor Joy, but the other character's name. Other character's name is like, uh, Amanda. Amanda. And uh, she was hilarious. She because was she's just great. she's a straight up sociopath, and it's so funny. And hey, yeah, we're but, talking about the cast uh, now. I mean, I Anya Taylor Joy can act. I can definitively say, I actually felt great, like she she's was, a good act. I, nah. I don't know why you don't like her. She was okay in The Witch and Split. I think she was so bland and just wooden. But I mean, it's an M Light Shyamalan movie, so. I guess that shouldn't be uh, too crazy of a concept. Is. I think that's just normal. Yeah, uh, but this, like, sh- as soon as she was on screen, I was like, wow, this feels like a person. Like, this feels like a real a real person who <laughs> exists. And uh, I just was so, I was blown away with her because I kind of written her off as like, okay, she's, you know, some supermodel that, like, somebody's like, oh, you should act because, you know, supermodels should act, I guess. Um and I was pleasantly surprised. Face. Yeah, because you have a face and you're tall and lanky and pale. But she's a, a lot more than that, I think. I think she Or yeah. just I don't care what you say. Yeah, no, she is. She is. It's uh, something about the way she it's, it's, it's something about the way she carries herself that really very, does it for me. Very European too. Got a very European face, which is good. Um But yeah, I mean But no, I, so uh you had the stepdad played by that guy was in House of Cards, right? Was he? Wasn't that wasn't that the writer from the newest couple of seasons, Tom Yates or whatever his name was? I don't remember. I don't. I wasn't really paying. Yeah, Tom Yates. He, well, he was in twenty seven episodes of House of Cards, and I have no idea. He also played Billy Graham. He's like a main in, character. He played Billy Graham in a recent episode of The Crown. So that's cool. I guess that's weird. That guy's dead. Yes, rip in case Billy, you forgot. Rip Billy Graham. Um, the real standout for me in this movie, though, the one that I didn't, I'm just now realizing is who she is, was Olivia Cook, uh, who is going to be in El- in <laughs> Ready Player One in just a few weeks. She played the sociopath, and she was fantastic. <laughs> she was, all of her delivery was so deadpan, but in a deliberate way. It's because she's a sociopath. Like, sometimes when... When sometimes when people are deadpan, they do it just because they can't act for shit. But she was doing it on purpose, and it was so funny. Yeah, her just all of her jokes and it was all of the comedy that came from her was just. I should be doing this, but I don't feel feelings. Yeah, I liked step. I like oh, oh Anton Yelchin. Yeah, rest, rest in peace. This is last uh, his last movie Jeez. must be. It is. I read it somewhere. That's too bad. And it's a hell of a last movie. Yeah. I mean, it... Whew. If you had to go out, at least you went out on a high note. That's true. That's true. Uh, Which I imagine, I think he must have died halfway through this, the production of this movie. Why? Because he's here one scene, and then they just... The next scene where he chickens out of doing what he was going to do, they don't show him at all. Did you notice that? Oh... Hmm, I didn't really think about that. But I'm like I'm sure in the story he was going to chicken out no matter what. But they just they didn't show him do it like I thought they would have. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I got I got I I got you. I think I get it. Um <laughs> Actually no, he does have one more. Does he have one? Yeah, I think he has one more movie coming out. Oh, right we, at the end. Yeah. No, it's called We Don't Belong Here. Sorry, I was thinking Wait, what are you talking about? What's that about? Uh, I don't know, but it's it looks like it's a straight to DVD. 
No, Yikes. it came out last year. I don't know. Okay, go. It's sad. Uh, I want this but... to. Be, I, mean, I don't. I don't want him to be dead because he's a great actor. Right. But I mean, if you have to go, at least you go out on on this and not hmm. Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah. Um. See. Uh. One of the a movie. Yeah. yeah. One of the strongest things I think uh, this movie had going for it was the was the writing easy like uh, the scenes with um, with Lily and Amanda were just so well written and well performed and well directed that I really didn't mm-hmm. need much else other than just the two of them talking because they Cook and uh, Joy played off each other so well and you know yeah sure we can have a we can have a plot I guess but. Uh, maybe you guys can just hang out. I would, I would watch an hour and a half of them just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was a very linklatery in a in a weird way. Um, and then it became, you know, teen revenge. Let's kill my stepdad movie, which I think was a cool thing to do. Um, and it was certainly messed up. Just the the choices that they make and um where the story ends as opposed to where it begins is really odd and i'm not 100 percent no, sure yeah um annie taylor joy's arc in that movie is really really interesting mm-hmm. and how she goes from like like a prissy uh rich girl to being a sociopath and being a murderer yeah killing She's somebody a sociopath to begin with and feeling nothing like it's just ooh man uh, <laughs> um yeah I, I really liked her arc and but i still think i think the winner of this movie is olivia cook i just her character the way she played it all of that was just so smart and so fascinating to watch and um and like i said earlier the two of them go, playing off of each other was just great um also we, a weird kind of great thing about this movie is the score do you like the score? I did. Um, it was kind of a. It was an interesting choice because the score made it seem like they were trying to play it off as like a horror movie. But, but this is not a traditional horror movie. I mean, it's a thriller through and through. But I don't know. It, it seemed. Am I wrong in, in saying that it seemed horror? I don't think so. I I mean I for me it was more thriller slash character drama than it was horror like nothing really scared me but I definitely tried to no do... that's what it was no 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 I'm oh. talking about just the score oh just not the score the thriller but the score made it seem like they were going hmm. trying to shift the tone you know what I'm saying yeah yeah shift the tone which I, I thought you. was interesting no no definitely it was just, it was very untraditional I mean a lot of like <laughs> Sounded like hand drums and stuff like that, and very little, um, you know, strings and piano and crap like that that you usually hear in a score. It was very immediate and kind of in your face. And I like that about it. Um, uh, the direction. This is uh, f- directed by Corey Finley, who's apparently been written a lot of plays and stuff, but hasn't really made a movie before. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. That Some of makes the, sense to me. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah, Playwrights well, they... are really good writers. They know how to write great dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And the way he that's cut just, it up into chapters. Canon. You, can, you can't argue with me. That's yeah. true. Sorkin was a playwright first, so boom, there I, you go. Oh, that makes, that's why it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I agree. Um, that's how you know I'm not full of shit all the time. <laughs> just some of the time. Um, Most of the time. But from a directing standpoint, I think he did a really good job. Um Balance, like like you were talking about earlier with the score, he did a really good job balancing tones and keeping this the movie consistently inconsistent, I guess. Because like the shot choices and some uh-huh. of those things, they're fine, like nothing really that special. But the way that nothing he, right. yeah, the way he directs the actors that, yeah. specifically was just immaculate. Like like I said, Olivia Cook, Olivia Cook, Olivia Cook, um, and. Yeah, just the way he kind of brings this story to life. And speaking of the screenplay, there's a lot of there's a lot of information that the audience gets about the things that are going on, like specifically related to the horse and like 
both of their situations that they gradually kind of weave into the story and don't just exposition dump. Like, we know that Casey is lying about school and an internship, but we don't know why until, like, 20 minutes later when she's talking about how she plagiarized on a paper for school, you know? And then, of mm-hmm. course, the horse. Yeah. And I just, I, I like it when uh, when any movies or shows do that. Cause... Her explanation of that was just, wow. Yeah. I, I loved that scene. That was amazing. Yeah, that was the... That was just such a good little soliloquy she had there. Yeah. This is an actor's movie, definitely. You get, you know, like like a play. It's just you get a lot of you get to do a lot of different things and you can just talk for 5 minutes without needing to you know go do something. You could just talk and to, I could not get enough of their their talking. So, um let's see. Other than that, uh, what are some, did you have any dislikes, any major dislikes? Um, the pacing was kind of slow a little bit mm. sometimes, but I was interested the whole time though. I mean, it wasn't like breaking, but I don't know. I'm kind of just struggling to think of something. I don't really think there was much to dislike about it. Yeah. What about you? I'm trying to think of them too. Um, I mean, my my grades are going to end up being like in the eight to nine to nine nine range, nine range. But that's no, that's kind of through no fault of the movie. It's just, it's not something I am that is like life changing or something that I'm going to be like, oh, well, this is going to be a movie I carry with me for X I made Y by Aaron Sorkin, So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I thoroughly enjoy it and there's not really anything, there's no little piece of it I can pick out and say, eh, that didn't work for me. Cause I think it all, it all did. And it's the best written movie of the year, uh, so far of the 12 or 11 movies I've seen, <laughs> I think pretty confident in saying this has a great screenplay and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a memorable movie. Whereas like, I can't remember half of what I saw in, wrinkle in time but with this it's like oh the scene when they play when she's doing the like when she's doing playing chess by herself or the scene where um they're just sitting and talking about how um they want to kill the girl's stepfather or you know there's just a lot of little moments that i'm gonna think back to and like there's a there's a saying that uh great movies are yeah, a great movie has to have three great scenes and no bad ones. And this is got about three great scenes and none that I didn't care for. So, <laughs> and a lot of like deep philosophical, yeah, uh, deep philosophical like s- stuff, especially that Olivia Cook's character says about what it means to have a life and why, you know, she is the way she is. And the 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 through the running, I don't know, bit or storyline about fake crying like oh boy the resolution that got was just a punch in the gut <laughs> that scene that scene near the end yeah when we were on my way home from my yeah. father's funeral <laughs> we're using the technique like oh god yeah i mean like i said i i could watch a three-hour version of this of just the two of them talking about stuff and like uh man i i don't say that about too many other uh, movies, really. Um, yeah, I love non- this. Non-Sorkin movies. Yeah, that's true. Non-Sorkin, especially. Um, any other thoughts on Thoroughbreds? Um, hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy is good. That other girl's good. She's going to be in Ready Player One. Yeah. Hey, at least we know she'll be in yeah, one good movie this year. Her. Bottom. I shouldn't be rooting for movies to fail. I'm not. I'm not rooting for it to fail. I'm just acknowledging. Like people are like, oh, will you doubt Spielberg? It's like I do doubt him when he adapts a pretty shitty book. Then yeah, I'm gonna doubt him. <laughs> you know. Ah. Ugh, I mean, I'm just times. 
I think I've put so many eggs into this movie's gonna suck basket. I kind of want it to. <laughs> Easter eggs. Ah, references. References. <laughs> that makes this episode great because we reference something, right? Is that how we things work? Reference the re- other things exist. Praise us. Like, ugh. Listen, just... remember the nineteen eighties? <laughs> Me neither. Well, oh dear. Do you want to give a grade? Anything else you want to say about that? No, no, I'm good. Uh, sure. Go, why don't you give it a grade, Cody? I'm comfortable giving this movie a nine. Okay. I'll drop it an eight and a half. Um, maybe it'll improve as time goes yeah, on. I don't remember right what now, I gave it about. So. I think you gave it four stars, something like that. So, um, but this was a wholly unique, fascinating little movie, and I just had a blast with it. And not for everybody, but it's for. Dorks like us, I guess. Uh, watching, reading, listening to. For me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll no. take. I'll start off here. Um, Wrinkle and Tie-In, which was going to be the basis of this episode. Or originally was going to be this episode's uh, Thoroughbreds, like we talked about. Oh, I tricked you. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you did, so I'm not mad. Apparently I tricked you. I don't know how I tricked you, but... I thought you were going to see Wrinkle in Time, and you're like... And then I see on Letterboxd, Thoroughbreds, and you're like, hey, so are you going to see Thoroughbreds? I was like, I guess I am. And I'm glad I did. Um, a Wrinkle in Time is not great. Uh, it's actually pretty terrible. And that sucks, because, you know, it's Ava DuVernay getting $100 million to make a movie, and the movie is just a stinker. Um, and, you know... Psh- People who aren't, you know, white dudes don't really get as many, a lo- as long of a leash as, uh, or they get a longer leash than for failure, like as, you know, more than other people. And that's too bad, but I hope that's not the case with her and that, you know, she can continue to make the projects that she wants to make. And um, this one just didn't turn out too great. <laughs> that's all. I mean, she's one for one, one right now. So, I mean, that's not like a bad ratio. What do you mean? Oh, one good one, one bad one? Yeah, I mean, I never saw Selma. Yeah, but it was nominated for stuff. So I was shitty I was towards... I was so shitty to that movie for no reason. I don't remember that. Huh. But uh, Wrinkle in Time, Great Intentions... I mean, I didn't see it. Obviously, I didn't see it, but... Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just not uh, very good. <laughs> Wrinkle in Time, Great Intentions, but the execution was just terrible. Uh, I didn't... You know that you know that point in a movie somewhere in the first act where you like latch on to the story. Yeah, that didn't. This movie didn't have that. As we call it, the rising action. Yes, exactly. It did. It had that, but it never really gave me a reason to like get invested, and I really didn't understand why things were happening. They just sort of were, and it was a little cheesy. Like, um, like the the main girl who is very bad. Uh, she just at one point she just is talking to Oprah and she's like, you're all beautiful. And it's just a lot of like positive reinforcement. And I don't really like people talking about how great each other are. And that just was a turnoff for me. <laughs> just like, why? Yeah, you don't need to. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, Cause you know, you could spend this time that you are praising how pretty we Reese Witherspoon is to like telling your story. Maybe. I don't know. And there's a kid in the movie. There's like a little kid and his name was Charles Wallace. Wallace isn't his last name. It's his. That's his first name, apparently. Just, no, no, no. The character. His first name is Charles Wallace. Yeah. So, like in the the entire movie, they call they refer like he has to two him. first names. Yeah. The entire movie, they refer to him as Charles Wallace, and it made me want to like. Why though? I don't know. It like it's like oh, with, it's in the book. Be like, well, that kind of sucks. So maybe you can take it out of the book, and for this, you know, it's an adaptation after all. Uh, but. I don't know. It was just it story. Was, the story. Yeah, it was frustrating. I don't know what I was supposed to take from it. Uh, I didn't know what was happening most of the time, and I'm glad I saw I Thoroughbreds. I saw an article. Yeah, I saw an article on CNN. Oh boy, saying seeing a wrinkle in time is a political act. No, I'm like, what? Well, it's it's empowering people of color and girls. I'm like, okay, other movies, other better movies do that. Why? 
why are you trying to look cool, CNN? Just stop it. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. I found it's which in their, I like CNN, don't get me wrong. It's in their opinion section, which is just nine times out of ten a shit show. Um I don't I guess I can see like, oh, supporting an artist, but you know, the movie sucks, so how far does that go? Uh I don't think very far. <laughs> um But whatever, whatever, it's fine. Um so yeah. Wrinkle in time, skip it. Not really worth any of your time. Ho! Um, and then I've started rewatching The Godfather. Don't wrinkle your time. I... Mm, no, I don't think it works. I started rewatching The Godfather trilogy and I caught Annihilation again a few days ago and really loved it again. Uh, there's a lot of little things and little details that I thought I saw the first time and that I definitely saw this time. Like when they go. When they go into the house that the mimic bear shows up in, uh, the shot of them looking up the stairs, of you know up the stairs and like down the hallway, is the same shot from Natalie Portman's character's house and from the beginning, and the vegetation oh, yeah. over the house grows like tenfold from when they enter to when they get out. So, and then the rest, I, I want to catch that. I got to catch that again. It's really great, really really great. Um, that movie was so good, so good. And that's about it. So, Cody, well, that and Shark Tank, but <laughs> watching, reading, listening to you for you, buddy Let's boy. One of my, I think, um, I have been mentioned it, but I've been watching that television show Psych. Mm. Um, I just finished it though. Sad. That show is hilarious. If you ever have just time to kill. I've seen a couple episodes. It's, and I'm a, good. it's really funny. They they do references right, in my opinion. But is there a right way to do a reference? To not do one. Um, let's see. Or at least yeah, do something that's it. funny. Like, we're, like yeah, and they're they're funny. Theirs is funny. Okay. Um, they have uh, like the first few episodes. They are all just. Making Billy Zane jokes. <laughs> he shows up in the last episode of the show. He's the villain of the last episode. And I just, they like, they latch on to people that they like to make jokes about, like Val Kilmer and just 80s guys, and it's really funny. Poor Val Kilmer. Like, I'd watch it. I mean, it was before he went. The Snowman. Mr. Police. I gave you all the clues. God, but that movie. Other than that, I've only I haven't been really been reading anything. I've been uh doing research. Nice. Nice. Well, good. <laughs> I know more about my paper now. A lot of your life has been all about Mormons. How close are you to, tri- to be to subscribing to the Mormon faith, would you say? Far away. Really? Uh, okay. Um, half the stuff I'm reading is about how shitty Mormons are and by shitty I mean in like and they all think that the, just every single uh, Mormon is a polygamist yikes. I think that's hilarious very yikes 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 that's yikes. not true in case you didn't know not every single Mormon is a polygamist that's not a thing that they do anymore okay but are all Mormons r- really nice that's what I hear I mean Mitt Romney is no, that's true. Right? I think, I I don't know, probably. I'm sure he's a nice guy to hang out with, but like once he, it's like, oh, well, we should uh, ban homosexuality. It's like, oh, Mitt, why don't you just chill? Okay. Settle down, Mitt. Listen, we need to ban abortion forever. Hmm. You sure? You sure you want to do that? <laughs> you sure you want to do that, uh, Willard? Huh? Uh, Willard? You want to do that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Willard Mitt Romney. Mitt, what a what a puss of a name. Uh, I would nickname like that. His name is a synonym <clears throat> for glove. I don't think that's very cool. <laughs> How about Thunderbolt Romney? I mean, that's pretty nice. What, what's a synonym? Oh, you mean? 
You want to get into that? Oh, no. I'd prefer not to, you know, decon- to explain the basics of the English language. Um, so, yeah, that's it, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, uh, next week, we looks like we have, unless another indie movie swoops in and saves the day. We might be doing Tomb Raider, but... Maybe. To say it. We, that we're definitely going to do it because every time we end up doing that, we end up doing a hangover. Hey, man. So we're just we're just, we're just a couple of guys, just a couple of guys. You know, we go with the wind. We're, we're not like that. We don't we don't have schedules. Oh, I do. We you guys don't, but I do. We can do whatever we want. That's true. We can do whatever we want. Uh, so eat pizza Kofi. for breakfast. Well, don't do that. That's just. That's you start off feeling greasy. That's just not good. That's not good. Uh, that, that's fair. What if it's breakfast pizza though? Yeah, I don't think that's a real thing. Have you not ever been to a gas station at eight in the? I have, but I've never stooped so it's low to the point I get a breakfast pizza. Well, I'm never right. Okay. <laughs> sorry, you just aren't. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. You got it. Okay. Uh. I just shoot straight, straight PCB into my tongue. That's what that's what real men do. Wow! Wow! Does that wake you up at all? It does something. Wow! Wow! Oh, wow! Uh, so until next time, Cody, you can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review that we'll never read just because it's f- too funny at this point, and. For God's sakes, don't drink. Don't drink the orange juice that I just laid out for you. Oh, God. That's a joke from the movie, everybody. That's a reference to the movie. Ow! (laughs) You did it. We did it. Toodaloo, Cody. I want to see you. Have a good one, my dude. I can't get you high.